Welcome to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Demi Fair. Here we dive into the world of the mind-body connection, exploring the gut-brain axis, microbiome, and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit. If you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms, then this is the place for you. Join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine, but also from nature, our own inner knowing, and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to trust your gut. Hello and welcome back to the Trust Your Gut podcast. So I'm just getting back from a week-long training that I did for somatic experiencing. As many of you know, I am training in a modality. It's a therapeutic modality called somatic experiencing that works with the body primarily, but all the aspects of a human to help heal and process trauma and to bring regulation and resiliency to the nervous system. And it's one of the most impactful, successful, and powerful modalities that we currently have to actually process trauma. I'm obsessed with it. (laughs) Um, And I just finished my advanced one. I've entered my third and final year of training, and I just have one more week-long training left that I'm going to do in February. So it's really exciting to be in my advanced year. And being there was just so absolutely validating for me. So much of what I've really been understanding and believing about the nervous system and about um, the impact of the nervous system and trauma on our health and particularly the gut-brain connection and something like irritable bowel syndrome was just so, so validated in this training. We spent a lot of time talking about syndromes during this training and it really was in alignment with everything that I already had been learning and understanding and seeing in myself and my clients. So that's always a really great feeling and it also just validated for me that I'm just absolutely obsessed and in love with this line of work that it comes naturally to me, that it is in alignment for me and I got just a lot of um, you know validation from my peers and faculty. So that is always really nice. Um, So I'm pretty inspired. I have a lot of notes from the training that I haven't yet really gone through and integrated yet, but you know I'll be doing that and that will show up in podcast episodes and definitely in my program and the monthly um, masterclasses we'll be doing in that. Um, But The whole point of this episode today is, well, I'm right in the middle of getting ready to do my free live masterclass next week on November 16th. Also on November 16th, I'm going to be opening the doors to the Gut Brain Healing Toolkit. 
Um, so there's a lot going on right now. There's also the podcast giveaway is still going on and I'm going to be announcing a winner on the 16th as well. So there's a lot going on on the 16th. Um, so I just wanted to pop in and record this short episode here, kind of making these announcements, explaining all these different things, and also reflecting on something that I was asked by a peer when I was in training that really got me thinking about the healing process. So before I get into that today, I'm going to give some announcements. So the free masterclass, I'm really, really excited about this. It's called From Managing Symptoms to True Healing, Break Free from the IBS Stress Cycle. So when we have IBS, we often have to find ways to just manage our symptoms, manage our flare-ups, right? And they say that there's no cure for IBS. Now, as I've come to really understand syndromes via the trauma lens and the somatic lens, that makes a lot of sense because syndromes are typically something where they don't really know what's causing it. There isn't one obvious thing like you might see with certain diseases. With syndromes, there isn't one obvious thing or reason why someone has developed the syndrome. It could be many layers of things and it can be really complicated. And a lot of it is connected to nervous system dysregulation and trauma. So with IBS, many of us have kind of just been told we need to, you know, adjust our diet. Maybe we have to be on certain supplements or medications, um, just do certain things in our life to continue managing our symptoms. And I just don't feel like that's good enough. I feel like diet and supplement protocols are still just band-aid solutions. And I think many of us really want to get to a place where we feel like we're actually making a difference in our healing so that we don't have to be so like obsessive or monitoring our food intake and what we're eating and having to cut things out and feel stressed about that. Um, or, you know, monitoring our bowel movements or like feeling like things flare up anytime we go through stress. And so for me, the idea of true healing, and you've heard me talk about this here, is truly finding resiliency within our body so that when we do have stressors, our symptoms aren't flaring up. I'm not going to sit here and guarantee that like you're going to heal all of your symptoms because I can't ethically guarantee that because we're complex human beings. But I can guarantee that if you follow my five-step framework that I'm going to lay out here in the masterclass, that is a pathway to finding the more deep, sustainable, truer healing than you can than just following diet and supplement protocols to manage your symptoms. Like it might take some time. You still might have symptoms from time to time. But ideally, you're able to kind of repattern things in your body and in that gut-brain communication so that you can actually not have so many flare-ups, so that stress doesn't send you into a horrible flare-up cycle, so that you actually don't have to think about your symptoms as much, so you can eat more foods, add more foods into your diet, feel free to go out and eat or say yes to social events and not worry if you're going to need to find a bathroom or unbuckle your pants. You know, that's that's true healing and true freedom. And, you know, it is definitely possible to break free of that IBS stress cycle. And the IBS stress cycle is where we have IBS symptoms 
typically digestive symptoms, when they flare up, we feel really stressed about it. We feel anxious about it. But then that stress and that anxiety or even that depression around it can then cause our gut symptoms to be worse and it creates this vicious cycle that we get stuck in. So in this masterclass, I'm going to go over the things that keep you stuck in this cycle and my unique five-step approach to finally heal those symptoms. So I'm going to list out a couple things that if you're experiencing, then this masterclass is likely for you. So we already talked about how your gut symptoms intensify the stress and anxiety you already struggle with, which then makes your symptoms worse. The suggested diets like low FODMAP and the supplement protocols, they just seem to give your symptoms like a time out. Right? Even despite many rounds of a SIBO or dysbiosis protocol, your symptoms keep coming back. Your life seems to revolve around your symptoms. You live in fear of the next flare up. Most meals turn into this anxious game of symptom roulette, leaving you unsure whether you'll be unbuckling your pants or spending extra time on the toilet. You likely often feel like you also need to keep busy and get things done, like it's difficult for you to truly rest. And it also feels like you've tried everything but nothing seems to work long-term and you're feeling drained, depressed, and defeated. So if any of those sound like you, I'd also guess that you have likely tried to solve these problems by eliminating more foods from your diet, constantly monitoring and obsessing over your symptoms and bowel movements, looking for a pattern. Hello, food journals or bowel movement journals. If any of you have done those, I did those for a long time. It made me feel so much more stressed and anxious and it was just tedious and horrible. And I like honestly could never find a pattern, right? Um, You've probably searched the sea of wellness advice for the one thing you haven't found yet, but that just leaves you more confused and overwhelmed because everybody's saying it's this, 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 and this. And you've probably tried that SIBA protocol one more time because maybe this time it will make a difference. Or buying a new supplement you heard about thinking it must be the missing piece. And then this one, this one is a key one. Using stress management tools like meditation, yoga, journaling, or breath work. But they feel like they just give you a short bit of relief from your stress. They don't really feel like they're maybe even helping. Now, all these fixes I just named can actually be keeping you stuck in that cycle. And so that's what I want to go over in this masterclass. So in the masterclass, you'll learn the often overlooked key to healing IBS and chronic stress, why those perfect diets and gut healing protocols aren't delivering results, why your stress management tools provide only temporary relief, the five essential steps to heal your gut brain symptoms. I'm gonna give some real life case studies showcasing these steps and actions and a game changing perspective on your symptoms, which will help you restore trust in your body and promote transformative healing. So I'm really excited about this because I feel like this is a value packed masterclass. It is basically gonna give you a formula Um, for how you might have a new approach to healing from that IBS stress cycle. I'm also going to talk a little bit about the gut brain healing toolkit in this masterclass. And um, I just want to ensure you that this is a jam-packed masterclass that regardless if you're interested in the program, you'll still get a lot of value out of. But I also want to offer a place where I can talk a little bit more about what is in the program and who it's for and how it expands 
on the things you might be learning in this masterclass. So if you're also just like kind of interested in the program, but you're not really sure, this might be a really great place for you to come to as well to also learn about that. So you can check the show notes below um, to go and sign up and save your spot because spaces are going to be limited to a Zoom limit. Um, And it will be next week, uh, November 16th at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I'm really, really excited to have you there. Uh, I mentioned that the program is going to open its doors as well on November 16th. Um, those on the wait list, I'm going to open that up to you a day before with a special discount and bonus, um, before the rest of the world. So if you're like, I know I want to be like front in line for this program, get yourself on the wait list. Um, That's also down below in the show notes. That's also going to take you to the page that's going to explain everything within the program if you want to learn more. Um, If you've looked at it in the past, I've redone a lot of things. So um, I have some new things happening. One is having monthly office hours. So you get to meet with me for a 30-minute slot each month. That's going to add up to three one-on-one sessions over the course of six months. That's going to be for the first six months. Um, This is in addition to our weekly, sorry, not weekly, monthly live calls as well where we come together. It's going to act as kind of like a workshop masterclass where I'm going to like focus on a topic or doing demonstrations or doing like a group kind of somatic healing practice. There's always going to be time for Q&A in these workshops too for anything coming up for you during the program. And then I am starting a new community space where we're going to be able to communicate with each other and I can come in and answer questions as well. Some new bonuses. There's some new things part of the VIP tier as well. So go take a look if you want to understand a little bit more about what is going on there. And then last but not least, the podcast giveaway. If you're here listening to this, have you left a comment yet? You can only leave comments on the iTunes Apple platform and um, comments are just really helpful. Honestly, the most helpful thing is to do downloads, um, download the podcast. If you set up to subscribe, even if you set up automatic downloads, the more downloads an episode gets when it first comes out, that helps boost the podcast in the charts and just its ability to get in front of more people. Podcast growth is a pretty slow growth. This is where I offer my most free in-depth content that I think people can gain a lot of support from even if they don't want to work with me. So I just want this to be really readily available for everyone. So your downloads help so much. Your subscribes help so much. And I just wanted to boost some of the comments so that people can like really, you know how reviews are. You go on Amazon, you want to buy a product, you're going to read the reviews. So If you want to enter this contest, I'm going to give someone free access to my program. And this is lifetime access. You're going to get, you know, the office hours and everything um, for free. I think that's a pretty screaming deal. So all you have to do is go to the Apple podcast, leave a comment, and then take a screenshot of that and go to a social media channel, like a story, a post, whatever you want. I'm on Instagram and TikTok, so ideally use one of those. And then share your comment. Or you can you know, even write about anything else. It's mostly just like share with your friends and family the podcast if you have found value in it. Tag me in it at trustyourgut.health 
so I can know that you did that. And I'm going to do a random drawing out of whoever enters and they'll win free access to the program. So this will also be through 1116 at 4 p.m. 4 p.m., a lot of hot stuff's happening. The master class, the program's going to open, and the podcast giveaway is going to close. Probably 5 p.m. PST. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you being here. And if you can do any of those things and you want to enter the giveaway, that would be amazing. All right, enough of announcements. Thank you for um, sticking it through with me and talking about all of those things. Um, So the question I was asked, um, a peer, a friend in my training asked me, a couple things. She was like, how did you get like so free spirited? How did you like feel so comfortable to travel around the world for so many years and and do all these things? Which I was like, I don't know. I think it's just like a part of my my personality. (laughs) She's like, how did you get comfortable with your body? Because in the past we had talked about our, you know, eating issues, body image issues. And she was checking in with me on like how I was doing with that. And I said, you know, it's been really, really good. Like my My relationship to my body and eating has been really phenomenal for the last couple years, two years, three years. Um, Like I don't, I feel like I've actually like really healed all of that. I mean, of course we all have our moments, um, but it's not something that um, dominates my mind and being like it used to. And I couldn't really figure out exactly how I healed that. She's like, well, how, but how did you heal that? And I was like, oh, um, I don't know. And you heard me, if you listened to the episode in Australia, talk about how that was really flared up for me, like the over-exercising and being afraid of foods and like really pushing my body and like having really negative body image at that time. Not that it went away after that, but that was definitely kind of the last time it was at its peak. So if I think about what happened after that, I feel like I really became aware of the anxiety that I had. And I really started to, you know, move out of this kind of restrictive mindset around food and slowly begin to just really want to nourish my body. Also, being active in the outdoors, I think really seeing all the things that my body did for me began to help me want to just take care of it and appreciate it. Also, you know, over the years from that time is when I started to really see my chronic fight or flight response, how I was always go, 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 do, 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 and pushing. And so it was kind of this slowing that down and beginning to work with my nervous system dysregulation that I think really started to move the needle as well. And of course, beginning to understand why I had developed that protective mechanism, that management strategy around being hyper-focused on my body and eating. Because that was a way that I was dealing with my need to feel in control and to feel certain and to deal with my anxiety and to also just navigate feeling really uncomfortable in my body given my digestive issues. And this just got me thinking about like the healing journey as a whole and 
you know, I talk so much about the importance of nervous system regulation to our healing because really if I were to like tease out one thing that I believe across the board for most people is going to make the greatest difference for their physical, mental, gut, brain, mind, body symptoms for their entire life, it is nervous system regulation. It really truly is. And when you, you know, break that down, what's behind nervous system dysregulation is chronic and traumatic stress. So this is why I emphasize that so much. And just because many people, when it comes to their IBS and chronic gut brain issues, they're not always looking at that piece, right? We get really hyper-focused on the management tools, diet and supplementation, right? Stress management tools. And so that is such an important piece that I know from my training, from my experience personally, my experience with clients, from case studies, from research, that makes a huge difference. Like trauma, chronic stress causes so much disease. It causes so much, so many syndrome. Uh, my faculty was talking about how impactful chronic stress is for our health. And um, I love that he brought this up. He was talking about gluconeogenesis. This is when we're under stress, our muscle tissue actually starts to get broken down into um, these amino acid building blocks that are sent to the liver to make glucose. And it's incredible what the liver can do. It can turn amino acids into glucose. Now, amino acids come from protein, right? So they're going to be in the muscle. Glucose is like sugar. It's that quick energy for our body. And when we're under stress, when we're in fight or flight, um, especially, we just need that quick energy to go up to our brain and our body, our big muscle group, so we can take action and complete the fight or flight responses. So when we're under chronic stress, it's actually sending that signal through our body to go and say, we need more glucose. We need more energy to take on this, this stress, this threat. And so our muscle tissue actually starts to get broken down so that we can meet that stressor. So if we're under stress all the time because we have unprocessed trauma or you know our nervous system is dysregulated and we live in that overactivation, um, or maybe our, you know, situation in our life, our lifestyle, or like what we're doing to our body through our diet or sleep or whatever, maybe, um, things going on in our body, like in our microbiome or, um, just our overall gut health, it can be, you know, creating this breakdown. Like our body will rather, it will rather break itself down to power our stress response than it will to let us die. It's going to eat our muscles to make sure it has the sugars it needs to complete fight or flight. And that is wild. Like when you really hear that, you're like, oh wow, chronic stress is so bad for us. And if it is doing that, like you can just see how much it's impacting every system of our body, right? So... I just want to make that point really, really clear. And I just, I know with every 
being within me, (laughs) every part of me, that learning about my nervous system, learning how to regulate it, understanding my history, my childhood, my experience with chronic and traumatic stress, what's been passed down to me, improving my vagal tone, all of those things that I work on and teach and do with clients in the program, all of that has been the most important piece and key to my healing, no doubt. However, There's many other factors that have played a role in my healing. And I wanted to take a moment just to share about all of those because I do emphasize this point and that's why it's number one. That's why it's like the number one thing I focus on first with people and make sure we're really getting that foundation set. Now, I can share, of course, that my training with nutrition and my own experience with nutrition in my life has been huge, has been huge for my healing. I don't want to discount diet because we know diet plays an important role. If we eat a really crappy diet that makes us feel like crap and does not support our body with the nutrients it needs, obviously that is not going to get us anywhere. It's going to do a detriment. I talk a lot about diet stop focusing on diet because most of the people I see that come to me that are interested in my work are already eating really good diets. They've already been supporting themselves in that way for a long time. And they're actually kind of going into that more negative space like I did where they're being obsessed about their diet. They're being too restrictive. That's causing them more stress and anxiety and overwhelm. And it's actually more detrimental to them when they just need to have a little bit more freedom and nourishment and love around their diet, right? But there's no doubt that my long exploration with nutrition and learning how to feed my body and support my body that way has been monumental, monumental, right? Like especially growing up eating a standard American diet, like that didn't set me up very well. I have no doubt that that definitely influenced the gut issues that I had. It wasn't all that did, and I wouldn't say that that necessarily caused that, but this is where we, like, it's all so many different layers, right? So obviously the diet, I'd like to think too that there's certain supplements that have really, really helped me as well. The key with that is I had to be consistent with them for a long time. This like just trying different supplements, one bottle, and you're like, I don't feel any different. That doesn't really get you anywhere. Like, I made a reel about this, but like this is a hard truth. It's like true sustainable gut healing takes a long time. It takes consistency. Even if you're not seeing the quick fixes, you know, the results that quick fixes offer, there's no quick fixes. There isn't. But the thing is that when you're committed and you're consistent with these things that are most sustainable, which often look like changing patterns and changing lifestyle, which is hard, that is what makes the most lasting change and healing. And it might not be sexy. It may not feel like it's doing much in the moment, but I guarantee you that every little bit counts. I had to take certain supplements to improve certain things in my digestion for years. And I'm finally at a place where I don't need them anymore. And I know that so clearly. 
So I'm also going to say, yeah, supplementation has played a really important role. I don't want you to get lost in complex supplement protocols and feel like you're like chasing the next shiny supplement or doing these like really intense eradication protocols for SIBO when that's actually not what you need to focus on and you need to focus on something else. And this is something I'm going to really talk about in the masterclass because there's a certain process we need to follow. But of course, supplements, certain ones have played a beautiful role in my healing and there's certain ones that I absolutely love and still use today, right? Um, Journaling, verbally processing, has been a beautiful thing for me too. It's what helps me integrate the information. I talk a lot about body-based somatic approaches. This is because 80 to 90% of information travels from our body to our brain and only 10 to 20% travels from our brain to our body. So it's really important that we're able to utilize somatic body-based tools to actually shift our states, right? Like that's what's gonna speak to our nervous system best. But those top-down approaches have a really important role. Journaling, meditating, you know, talk therapy, verbally processing, reflecting, all of those things help us integrate what's going on in our body, what we're learning, make meaning out of things. Meaning making is one of the channels we work with with somatic experience. It's not all about the body. We want to bring in that meaning making. It's really important. That offers integration. So all of my journaling, all the times I've talked to friends, even in therapy, although I mostly do somatic work in therapy, I'm also seeing a cognitive behavioral therapist right now for my OCD. It hasn't been like the most helpful thing, those types of tools, but it's helpful to have someone who knows a lot about that realm who can just validate and understand and talk with me through it. And I'm combining it with somatic tools. So those definitely play a role. Now, sometimes they might not be the right tool that we need to deal with stress in that moment or the state of our nervous system that we're in. And again, that's something I'm going to be going over in the masterclass if you want to learn more. But that is a really important piece of my healing as well. You know, having a meditation practice every morning, it's just 10 minutes and most of it is sounding. So it is involving my body but it's this dedicated time where I start my day in a way that really nourishes me um I've explored a lot of different healing arts um body work mostly massage I love massage it's like the best feeling in the world guess what if you have chronic and traumatic stress you're gonna have tension and bracing in your body Massage is incredible for moving that through and bringing so much nourishment and regulation to your system. Absolutely love massage. And I've explored craniosacral therapy and Reiki. I did a spinal energetic session, which is absolutely crazy. You should look it up online. I am really wanting to get certified and trained in that as soon as possible as well. Um, And I've explored other different modalities, different like art therapies and Um, I've always loved movement, like ecstatic dance, and I I love going out dancing and being creative, and you you can see how all of that has also brought its beauty, right? I maybe haven't done more than one craniosacral therapy session or, you know, more than like one Reiki session just because it just hasn't been available to me, but I can see how that might really be a beautiful benefit for somebody as well. And you might be seeing where I'm getting at here is like our healing approach is a toolkit, (laughs) 
This is why my program is called Gut Brain Healing Toolkit. It brings together all of these components. Like there's not just like I love having a team, right? Like a healing team. Maybe you have a massage therapist and you have a somatic practitioner. Um, maybe you have different types of therapists and body workers and a naturopath or a nutritional therapist like me, whatever. Having a team is amazing um, because we're holistic, complex beings. So our healing process can be very holistic. And then another thing that when I reflect back on it now, I'm like, actually, I think this thing has been probably like number two in my healing um, next to nervous system regulation and trauma work. Um, and like that's, you know, the nutrition piece is up there high as well, um, but it would be psychedelic therapy. So I've talked before about um, in the first episode and in the one about India, I've talked about some of my experience with ayahuasca. I've sat in seven ceremonies and um, I want to continue working with this medicine. It's been a very powerful healing tool for me. But beyond that, I've also worked with psilocybin. I've worked with MDMA, um, with LSD, and with ketamine. Um, And working with these psychedelics has been so, so, so helpful. It's been so extremely helpful because it, it really can help us kind of disconnect from our ego, from our wounds, from our triggers, from our traumas, and kind of see things in a different way. And as the the teacher in my recent training was saying is that psychedelics actually create this natural pendulation. And pendulation is the way that we heal trauma. It's the way we build resiliency in our nervous system. It's how we move through the trauma vortex and the counter vortex. And so um, for me, once I've really reflected on it and kind of that question by my peer was like, I think that was a huge part of it for me because when I've used psychedelics, the level of self-love I have felt and experienced from for my, my body, for what I've been through in my life, for who I am, and the way I feel connected to everything in the world and things greater than me is amazing. And I can feel that without those medicines but it just amplifies things and it just kind of takes you a little bit deeper. Now, I'm not going to sit here and be like, everyone go do this because it's not for everyone. It's for It's been for me. It's been a great tool for me. It's not for everyone. Obviously, there's risks involved. I'm not here to like give you medical advice. None of this is medical advice on this podcast. This is educational purposes only and this is just me also sharing my experience because I find value in hearing about people's experiences. So... That has also been a incredibly powerful, powerful tool for me in, um, yeah, probably the last decade of my life, but definitely the last um, five years, I would say. And it's about using it very intentionally um, as well. So that's a bit of what I have felt has all kind of come in. Um, another thing I must mention in here is being in relationship, romantic relationship has brought up so much of my wounds and has 
called me into really looking at those things, working through those things, working on communication, seeing how I'm dysregulated. It's probably the one place in my life I still really struggle to stay regulated, to like keep containment of my emotions, to not act out of my wounds. It's where my inner child gets triggered. Um, It's one of the biggest areas to like grow and heal your stuff. Um, And so that's also been a really big part of my journey as well, of course. Um, And I know traveling around the world and adventuring into nature and being in the mountains and um, in the forest and just spending a lot of time in nature um, has also been an absolutely monumental part of my healing as well as well as just like following your your goals and dreams and what's in alignment and learning how to listen to your intuition and tune into yourself and being creative and finding those spaces to like really just be with yourself and 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 get to know you and develop self-love and compassion and you can maybe just see how it all fits in together right it's it's all a toolkit of mine So I thought I might take a moment just kind of in reflecting on that to explain some of the phases that we, we go through when it comes to like learning about our, our nervous system and healing chronic and traumatic stress and just our healing journey that I um, was just refreshed on in my training that I think can kind of speak to what I'm talking about here. So the first phase is just having low regulation. Right? So this is just when a person has low capacity for regulation. They just feel kind of out of control. They don't really know how to handle their stress, anxiety, emotions, or depression, dissociation. Their symptoms are out of control, whatever it may be. And I know that I used to really be in that space, right? That started at a pretty young age and was like pretty amplified as a teenager. And I um, then, you know, has come up and, you know, been at different points throughout my life. So you kind of start with that low regulation phase. And then kind of the first way we learn, um, I mean, really as humans and as children on the planet, and one of the first ways we can kind of support that is with co-regulation, right? And this is the first thing I do as a somatic experiencing practitioner is I offer my nervous system as an anchor for my client. Right, so that they can co-regulate with my regulated nervous system. And this is what we do with each other. I mean, from the time we were an infant and we were crying, our caregiver came and we co-regulated with them. Hopefully they had a pretty well-regulated system and we regulated with that and then we were able to learn through that co-regulation, um, self-regulation. But this isn't the case for a lot of us growing up. And this is what can first establish patterns of dysregulation. So we um, might do that in our adult life too, reaching out to a friend, someone we trust, going to a therapist, talking to somebody, right? That's often like when we're feeling overwhelmed, distressed, we, or like even a pet, um, we look for ways to co-regulate. And then the next phase is explicit self-regulation. So this is where we're learning tools to try to develop a sense of control. We're we're trying to manage our dysregulation. So um, there's certain things we do in somatic experience and that we're going to help people do that 
when we start a session. But people might find that through like yoga, mindfulness, breath work, movement, supporting their microbiome and their diet, their sleep, gratitude, journaling, community, creativity, meditation, right? Also through a lot of the tools that I teach in the Gut Brain Healing Toolkit. Uh, So much of the program is to kind of help you with this phase, learning how to self-regulate. And then I also offer opportunities to co-regulate with our live calls, with the office hours when you have one-on-one time with me. If you do a VIP option, you'll get three one-on-one sessions, right? So then there's kind of that dance between co-regulation and learning how to actually self-regulate. Okay, I'm starting to feel really overwhelmed and anxious. I'm going to use some of these somatic tools to help me move through that state and come back into a state of regulation, right? And so that was a place that I was really exploring over these last couple years as I was doing all these different healing modalities. Like, how do I feel better? How do I manage my symptoms? How do I like move past my anxiety and stress and overwhelm and OCD? And like, how do I self-regulate? And then the fourth phase is implicit self-regulation. So this is the practice of actually letting go of control where maybe with explicit self-regulation, we're trying to have a sense of control over our triggers and our symptoms and the things that feel overwhelming. Now with implicit self-regulation, we actually let go of control. We understand that our nervous system is designed to regulate itself and that we can actually trust that. And instead of doing, we enter the phase of being. So I do feel like this is a phase that I'm moving into, but it's not great. As I mentioned, romantic relationship, oh boy. Talk about (laughs) lacking some of that self-regulation tools. When I get easily stressed and overwhelmed, oh wow, I'm not always great at using those self-regulation tools. But when we're able to really trust our body and trust our nervous system that it can regulate itself and you know, we can trust that now and we can stop having to manage and use our management strategies and protective mechanisms and everything like that, we're actually able to move into a phase of more being. So that explicit self-regulating, the the tools that we use, it creates experiences that build a safety net. And when we have that safety net of what regulation feels like, it means that now I can go and recognize when it just shows up naturally. Because there's, our nervous system is designed to regulate itself. So once we can learn how to trust that and like kind of reprogram it in a way, teach it more resiliency, build that safety net, it will start to do that. And then we can start to see that and trust that. And that's the whole goal. So I thought that was a really cool way to look at the different phases that we might go through. And we'll dance between co-regulation, explicit self-regulation, and implicit self-regulation all our lives. All of three of those things have a huge importance in our healing. Well, I'm going to leave it there for today. Um, I could probably keep going on off of a lot of these notes, but um, I want to integrate them a bit more myself and get a little bit more focused and bringing them into future episodes. Um, But if you like what I'm talking about here and you want to be on this journey and um, go through these phases yourself, I mean, really the best way to do that is to hop into the, the Gut Brain Healing Toolkit because our monthly live calls will be all about deepening things like this and I'm going to just be delivering you all my best knowledge and content there. Um, And you'll have a whole support system for true healing. Thank you so much for tuning in. As a reminder, um, if you want to enter the podcast giveaway, go leave a comment on the iTunes 
Apple version of Trust Your Gut Podcast. Um, And please continue to share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thank you for being here. As always, if you have any questions, you can send me a DM on Instagram. Um, I'd love to hear from you. And um, I look forward to maybe doing some like Q&A on the podcast soon. So um, taking questions from Instagram, maybe on a specific topic and answering them here is something I want to do in the near future. So um, look out for that on Instagram or um, I'll announce that on the podcast when I can as well. All right. Have a regulated and resilient day. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and share it. That helps it reach others who will benefit from this information. So much gratitude for you. Have a beautiful day.